This is Radio Sustain, a journal of fair trade, resilient rural communities, safe food, and a healthy environment. Brought to you by IATP, the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. This edition of Radio Sustain is for Tuesday, August 10th, 2010. I'm Andrew Ranallo at IATP in Minneapolis. While many can access the fresh local produce of farmers markets, those on food assistance, like the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, are often left out. We'll talk with Food and Society fellow Andy Fisher of the Community Food Security Coalition about a new report detailing the barriers and solutions to providing SNAP access at farmers markets. But first, we connect with two local organizations that are using gardens to bring their communities closer to food and the empowerment that comes with growing your own. Joe Rice, director of the Nawai Center School in South Minneapolis, tells us how the school garden is connecting the students with their food and their native traditions. We thought we would try and uh, revamp our summer school by making it more experiential and we had an opportunity to do a garden and so we thought well this is a really good way to do it. We'll make the garden the centerpiece of our summer school. And it branched out into areas like ecology and botany and uh, soil science and a little bit of chemistry and even journalism and math, other things came up and Ojibwe language and culture all played a part in it. It grew into a, a pretty well-rounded curriculum with an experiential focus. Reducing the carbon footprint of the school as a whole. I guess I think the garden is, has a lot to do with empowerment. Um, you know, it's about teaching people to grow their own food, which is really important. Um, this is the only time in human history where food has been under lock and key, and we can counter that by learning to grow our own. So it's very empowering and almost revolutionary in that sense. You know, we, we can uh, reclaim some of our indigenous ways and grow our own food again, and take control over, over our lives to a greater degree. So I think that's really important. Could you tell me how the Youth Garden helps Center School fulfill its mission? Well, yeah, our, our mission is to provide a transformative education that's, that's culturally based. It's not just teaching culture, but it's teaching culturally. It's, it's using a, a form of indigenous educational pedagogy that we call, we like to call experiential learning or, or adventure learning, or you could even call it place-based learning, but it's all of those things. Um, it's about teaching kids in uh, ways that they have responded to for thousands of years and that, uh, um, that reach a wider variety of kids than a typical lecture, listen kind of a class format. And so we're um, teaching our kids in ways that are appropriate to how they learn, that fit their learning style. We're dealing with kids who haven't done well in traditional setting. And so this is a, an alternative setting that they really enjoy. And enjoyment is a big part of education, we believe. The one that I liked was that uh, we made a connection between the garden and the planet as a whole. And, we, um, and the kids were able to learn that gardening is not only good for them, but it's something that's good for the planet. Turning space like an empty lot into a green space that produces oxygen and food and takes CO2 out of the atmosphere. And getting people to eat healthier food is also good for the environment because if people aren't buying, say, or, you know, if they're not eating tons of meat every year, then we don't have to destroy lots of green spaces or wetlands even to create uh, corn and soy crops to feed to cattle. And, and it's about how your choices about what you buy and what you eat, how they're not only good for your health, but as we say, as above, so below. You know, so what you're doing for yourself is not only good for you, it's good for the community and it's good for the, for the planet as a whole, especially for the human biosphere, which is a very small part of the planet. Uh, humans' culture needs to change dramatically along those lines and to 
start recognizing the fragility of our biosphere and uh, the importance of maintaining it for the survival not only of us but of the generations ahead. So my favorite quote is, and it's on the wall outside my office, it says, we don't inherit the land from our parents, we borrow it from our children. I think that's the proper perspective we should have when we think about land and the planet. Not about what we can make out of it, but what we can leave for our children. Learn more about Nauai Center School at www.centerschool.org. Next, we head to North Minneapolis to the site of one of IATP's mini farmers markets. The St. Olaf Community Campus on 29th and Emerson hosts its own market every Friday. Much of the food sold is grown on site on what used to be an empty grass plot. Pastor Steve Lohman is thinking big, bringing fresh food and food education to both the residents of the St. Olaf Assisted Living Center and the Northside community where they reside. The mission for the St. Olaf Community Campus is to help create uh, stability and health in the surrounding community. And so we were, with that mission, I came on as the executive developer last November. And my job, which is great, is to go and find out which way the river is flowing in, in uh, North Minneapolis. Came upon the um, North Side is a Healthy Eating Program. It's um, uh, kind of in its infancy or in its uh, research stage. And I uh, was able to get on board with that. And we started talking cluster centers and we said, we got to get food in the people's hands and and I realized that on this block in North Minneapolis about a quarter of the block was arable land and I said we can't just you know talk about food we gotta we gotta uh, get a, a garden or a demonstration garden going and it got pushing into May and then it started getting into June and then uh, some of the board said, you know what, we just gotta, we just gotta do it. We don't have to have it all planned out. Let's just do it. And so we put a call out metrowide for a farm raising, kind of like a barn raising. And on June 12th, a Saturday, kind of rainy out, we uh, had over 50 people that uh, showed up. And within seven hours, we uh, were able to build and plant a uh, 60 by 50 farm. What do you think the benefits are to the residents here, but also to the surrounding community of a market and a garden like this? Well, I think there are, are multiple benefits. Part of it is just the excitement that, oh, what the heck is going on out there, you know? And likewise, from the residents of coming by and of seeing um, what is going on out there? You know, that used to be all grass or who knows what it used to be. We just ignored it. And now, you know, people walk by with interest. We also have a fence line that is growing with cherry tomatoes and pole beans and that's right next to the sidewalk and people can will be uh, able to pick their dinner that live in that walk by get off at the bus stop we are, are one of the pilot um, uh, resource and training centers for how do you do gardening how do you uh, cook with this stuff that you know I don't even know the name of what that flower or plant is that you have out here and so we're going to do some demonstration teachings we're going to have classes on cooking we're drawing youth and, and children in in order to, um, to get some of the excitement and, and that of, of uh, making of helping things grow and of uh, experiencing that and then how do you eat it? I mean it's one thing to get access to fresh fruits and vegetables but that's not changing eating habits and so we're looking at changing behaviors and habits and uh, whole educational process. 
where is this going? What do you hope is next for this project, maybe next year or in the coming years? Um, we're looking to draw more of the community into the decision making. We, we started, as I mentioned, without having everything planned out. And part of that was just timing and part of it was intentional. You know, if they mapped everything out and then just said, okay, here's the plan, then there's no participation, no buy-in, no, no uh, creativity from the community. And so we're going to be having a number of festivals this late summer, early fall, drawing people's creativity. And what, what would you like to see? What kind of classes would you like to see? And also uh, teaching the broader aspect of uh, the health impacts of our current diet, where we have a high incidence of, of childhood and adult obesity. And out of that has come a lot of type 2 diabetes, uh, hypertension. It impacts our schools, it impacts livability and, and public safety, and certainly, you know, just the health of our community and the stability of our community. Great. Thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Learn more about the St. Olaf Community Campus Mini Farmers Market and all of IATP's mini markets at www.iatp.org slash minimarkets. For many, farmers markets are the gateway to fresh local produce. Unfortunately, for those on federal food assistance programs like SNAP, the gate is locked. IATP Food and Society Fellow and Executive Director of the Community Food Security Coalition, Andy Fisher, tells us about a new report that details the barriers to and solutions for increasing EBT access at farmers markets across the country. So coming out of the study, what are the main barriers for SNAP participants that are trying to access the produce at farmers markets currently? I mean, you know, the obvious main one is that many farmers markets don't accept SNAP benefits. They don't have a setup for taking EBT cards. So um, that's, you know, the obvious technological, I guess, barrier on some level. And then otherwise, SNAP recipients may not know about farmers markets in their neighborhood. Uh, they may think that they're too expensive, they're not convenient, not accessible, you know, during the hours that they can shop, uh, or they don't have the products that they want, uh, or they may think that, you know, they're really not for them, they're for somebody else. So what makes this a public health issue, and what are some other components? You know, food access is a problem in many communities around the country, and at the same time, there are uh, health disparities. There's disparate rates of obesity, diabetes, and other diet-related diseases among low-income communities and communities of color. Uh, so the act, lack of access to healthy food just aggravates that problem. You know, it's, you can't tell people to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables a day if they can't get that food in their neighborhood. They don't have access to it. So the fact that there are those barriers to farmers' markets just aggravates that problem. It really just lends to the public health impacts of a food system in which access to healthy food is problematic and the poor suffer from that. The major other aspect of it is that the money is not making its way into the pockets of small farmers. You know, as you know, working at IATP, there's a family farm crisis out there. And a lot of farmers are going under. Farmers markets have been a great way for farmers to be able to capture 100% of the retail value of their products. In places such as New York and, and Los Angeles and, and other communities, federal food programs such as the Farmers Market Nutrition Program have been very uh, instrumental in creating new markets and in helping farmers stay on the land. They've been just subsidies, if you will, to 
farmers fund at those markets. So there's you know $50 billion or more going into the SNAP program. That's a lot of money that even if a small percentage of that was going into the pockets of family farmers, that would keep a lot of farmers afloat. So what can people do? What can the government do? And maybe what can farmers markets do to work at increasing EBT access, SNAP access at farmers markets? On the market level, you know, one of the major barriers is that there's a lack of capacity. There are very few farmers market associations at the state level, and those that there are often are volunteer-run. Farmers markets themselves often are volunteer-run or have limited staffing. So there's a real need for investments in the capacity, especially as we expect them to be more than just a place for a transaction, especially as we expect them to be places, kind of health hubs, and that have other social purposes associated with them. At the federal government level, there's a few things that the government can do. One is to guarantee wireless terminals and to cover the cost of those wireless terminals for farmers markets and other mobile vendors. Second, the SNAP education program is a $300 million program that has been reoriented away from supporting farmers markets and supporting kind of a more generalized approach to nutrition education. The USDA needs to follow the report language in the 2008 Farm Bill and reverse that direction and implement regulations so that that money can be used to to support healthy eating through farmers markets and urban agriculture. Finally, you know, I think at the larger scale picture, we're hoping that there'll be legislation and we'll be advocating for legislation in the next Farm Bill that will provide incentives for SNAP recipients to be purchasing fruits and vegetables at farmers markets. You know, just as there's a WIC farmers market nutrition program, we're thinking there should be a SNAP farmers market nutrition program that uses those federal food dollars to get into the pockets of of farmers rather than into pockets of Kraft and ConAgra and Cargill. Learn more about Andy Fisher's work and all of the Food and Society Fellows at foodandsocietyfellows.org. Radio Sustain is a project of IATP, the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. Find us on the web at iatp.org. Radio Sustain is produced by Ben Lilliston. Radio Sustain's engineer is Patrick Sai. The music on the program was Level One by Loudman, The Ghost Inside by Broken Bells, and Bird's Lament by Moondog. I'm Andrew Ranallo. Thanks for listening.